0: Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com.
1: Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. We look forward to your comments, your questions, your feedback. We regard this as evaluation. We need that information from you. That helps to direct what we put on this show. You can listen to previous shows on our website, iristalkers.com. And we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly And this is a roundup of links from the internet, and it's all about Toastmasters, it's about public speaking, it's about confidence, it's about leadership. So look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Malanfi, and I'm joined again this week by the personable, passionate, persuasive Paul O'Malley.
0: Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. It's really good to have your company again.
1: And on today's show, we have a treat for you because tomorrow on episode two, we have the concluding part of that lovely podcast interview that our international president, Margaret Page, had with Greg Gazan and Ryan Levesque on the official Toastmasters podcast. And I love listening to that lady. I think she comes across as evanescent as exciting as exuberating and she really is a leader for her times and I'm only hoping that we will have the opportunity to spend some time with her on the official podcast of District 71, the talk show for talkers. So you heard it here so stay tuned in and you will hear even more. Paul will be talking about what he normally talks about. Paul, well, not what he normally talks about. Paul always gives us something that we like to tune into, and he always has something very interesting for us on the show. So this week, Paul will have his word of the day. I, of course, will have a thought for the day, and Paul is going to talk to us in episode three. It's called Why Toastmasters? And this is something that will have arrived in your mailbox over the last couple of days because we got something from Toastmasters International. It's the October newsletter. So why Toastmasters in episode three? And in episode four, we are going to be chatting again about that exuberant, exciting, fantastic new leader that we have because we are going to discuss what she discusses on page two of the October magazine. So there's a lot there for you all to take in. And I'm going to give you my thought of the day now. And Paul will then come in and give us his word of the day. So my thought for the day is given to us by Anita Roddick. Some of you will remember that Anita Roddick was the founder of The Body Shop. And that that started a whole new ethical form of consumerism because she didn't believe on taking animals and researching on the animals. But what she said to us is, if you do things well, do them better. Be daring, be first. be different and be just. So Anita Roddick, if you do things well, do them better. Be daring, be first be different, be just. And I think those are words that you could connect with that lady. So, Paul, what would you have thought of that thought for the week?
0: Four words that anyone who's interested in branding would find useful. First word Anise Ruddick used was daring. Daring is a word associated with being a challenger brand. And that's what, for example, Apple was in relation to IBM and in relation to Microsoft uh, many years ago, the idea that you should be first, first to market, that gives you a big advantage in some situations, that you should be different is pretty obvious. You definitely better be different. Otherwise, you're going to have a great difficulty building a business unless you're different from others. And the most interesting word, Ted, I found in there was the word be just. That takes us back to ideas of justice. Social justice companies that are interested in having a social conscience. What is the term that's used for being socially responsible? Yep, I will remember the word just, particularly.
1: Yeah, well done, Paul, and, and, and it's just a lovely word to remember. I think, particularly in the context that it was given to us by Anita Radic. Yeah, whatever happened
0: to the body shop, Ted?
1: Well, the body shop is is an international conglomeration, you know. It still goes, it sells cosmetics, and they're right. all ethically made. They don't test them on animals or anything.
0: Right, I wasn't. Well,
1: she died in 2007 of a brain hemorrhage. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. She I... was born
1: in 1940.
0: I had no idea. Well, do I remember her? Well, do I remember yeah. her? Well, she,
1: she was a trailblazer, all right.
0: What was the first uh, part of the quotation from her, Ted, before it got to the four words? What was the very first part of the sentence?
1: Before it got to the four words, uh, let me see now. If you do things well, do them better.
0: That now appeals to me in a big way because that... That's a
1: lovely line too, yeah.
0: That appeals to me because it has to do with continuous improvement and in relation to Toastmasters... Some of the listeners might well be in clubs that everybody thinks are fantastic, excellent, top class. So they're doing very well. And I love her encouragement to do things better, even in those clubs. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, that, that's lovely. Actually, I thought that was it's very appealing what she said. All right. Yeah, I think it I think it sits comfortably with the lady herself. The aspirations and the words she shared with us. And you are you going to share a word with us now? that I'm looking forward to this week because I think you always come up with very interesting words. There was a time, listeners, when Paul would give us a word, but the rule on it at the time for Paul is that it would be one-syllable word, but he's he, he used up all the syllable words in the dictionary, so now he's after branching out a little bit and you could get say, a five-syllable word. So, Paul, what's this week's one? Oh, it's a secret, Ted. It's a secret. <laughs>
0: This, this word is shrouded in secrecy, and it's marked by huge uh, effort to keep it quiet and under the radar. And the word itself, then I'll tell you, listeners, is clandestine, sometimes pronounced clandestine. Whichever way you pronounce it, let me spell it for you. C-L-A-N, clan, D-E-S-T, dest I-N-E, C-L-A-N-D-E-S-T-I-N-E. It's an adjective, and it means that the thing it's referring to is surrounded by secrecy. Uh, You can talk about somebody having, let's say, a clandestine relationship with ice cream, which means that they, generally speaking, do not reveal to the wider world that they're madly in love with ice cream and are obsessed with ice cream and spend a huge amount of time with ice cream. So for those of you who are involved in clandestine relationships, you can see how the word can be used in a humorous speech, how the word could be used in other contexts as well. So clandestine or clandestine. You could also connect it with a much more complicated word, surreptitious, which we probably have had as a word of the day on a previous occasion. But just to tell you that there are words that, would go along with it and you could think about using them. You know, if you were going to say that somebody was underhanded in their dealings or they were furtive or they did something by stealth, clandestine is a word that you can use uh, to connect it with that. So when you're sending secret messages between this place and that place, that's what clandestine is about. Have you ever had a clandestine relationship, Ted?
1: Well, Paul, a a policeman wouldn't ask me that. But what I will say, I would like to pass a comment on what you just said there, the way you described the word before you ever got to the word. When you said this word is shrouded in secrecy, that was a beautiful line out of you. You had beautiful alliteration, and it's a beautiful explanation of the word clandestine. Shrouded in secrecy, because that's what it's all about. That's what clandestine means that it's something that only one or two people may know. So you don't want the world to know about this at all. This would not be part of your marketing lexicon. This would be something you'd be keeping in the background and showed it, as you said.
0: You could be sneaking around. There's another word associated with it. You could be sneaking something. So that's about moving something in a clandestine way.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I, I think sneaking something is a character of traits that I, I wouldn't like to use that word. I think surreptitiously is a nice is a nice way to describe it as well. I, I think that's a beautiful word.
0: And then there's another one, even Ted, another S stealthily. Stealthily. Yeah, that's to what, do that's something nice to do something by stealth is to do something again in a surreptitious or secretive manner. So there you are, clandestine, for those of you who write poetry. It has a different ending to it, ending in ein, so it can all to do with time. So there we are.
1: That that segues us into the conclusion of the first episode of this week's offering from the talk show for talkers. So thank you for that, Paul. And come back tomorrow, listeners, because tomorrow you will be listening to the second part of that wonderful podcast with Margaret Page, with Greg Gazan, and Ryan Levesque. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll be there tomorrow listening at 4pm and I hope you will be too. Bye.
0: The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com for more information.